This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the July 22nd, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. President Joe Biden has COVID. I wish him well. He is my president. Also, I don't want Kamala to be my president. I'm hearing a grand jury is considering charges against Hunter Biden, tax issues, and a few other things. Are we serious about gun control? If yes, then if an individual lies on a federal background check to get a gun, should they be prosecuted since it is illegal to lie on the application? If yes, should the feds prosecute Hunter? It seems clear that he violated the law per the linked New York Post article. Both lawyers Jonathan Turley and Andrew McCarthy seem to be making the case that the January 6th committee has not put forward a criminal case against Trump. Stuff that makes Trump look bad, yes, but not a criminal case. Moving on. I am not a football expert, but I do like to follow the New England Patriots and make predictions. I find the Patriots interesting because Bill Belichick is brilliant and unswayed by the crowd. So many football experts who can't quite get a real football job feel comfortable critiquing Belichick's moves. One disconnect, I believe, is that Belichick is looking for a type of player that is very flexible, which gives the Patriots flexibility in game planning. Others don't value flexibility as much. Anyway, this year, the Patriots seem to be targets of quite a bit of criticism. Their offensive coordinator left to be head coach of the Raiders, and no coordinator has been named. Oh, that is awful, the experts say. Belichick has two ex-head coaches working on the offense, and I bet they know their roles, even if we don't. I'm a bit more worried that the two have limited offensive experience, but other offensive assistants have that experience. I think they'll be fine. It has been reported that the Patriots are simplifying the offense, which is good, as it was too complicated for some. My theory is they are going to try to have personnel packages where the same personnel can implement a run attack or a spread for a passing attack. Opposing teams will have to pick their defensive package, and then the Patriots will call the play at the line of scrimmage. Yes, that happens some with every team, but the key will be the flexibility of the player packages. The experts keep talking about problems with the offense. I see a second-year quarterback who will make a big jump a great running back group, and a great offensive line, even though they are replacing a key starter and backup. Wide receiver will be much improved. No top-tier, best-in-the-league wide receiver, but four or more damn good wideouts. And they will be fine to above average at tight end. I'm not doing defense in the interest of time. Again, I'm not an expert, but listen to this at the end of the season, and I will bet my thoughts hold up well. And Belichick. In a way, my Patriots thought lead into the next section. How much time does it take to become knowledgeable on a subject? More specifically, how much time does it take to be in the top 10% or the top 5% or the top 1% and beyond? Just spitballing, but I would guess if you spent two hours on a subject, you are in the top 10% be it prescription drug pricing, southern border immigration policies, or COVID, I think in two hours you would know more than 90% of Americans. Don't get too excited. I don't think that's a high bar. Maybe eight hours to be in the top 5%. 
probably a year or more of concentrated effort on one subject to be in the top 1%. I'm targeting that top 10 to 5% range. Since I do this every day, I'm taking the liberty of spreading my time over several days on a given subject. Why do I share this? Partly to say, hey, I'm not claiming I'm an absolute expert, but I do have some thoughts and want to share them. I also think a lot of folks we listen to on TV don't know more than I do, or you, if you spent two hours on a subject. Try it. Pick a subject. Read three articles and start writing your thoughts. Go dig for some information on questions as they pop into your head. Then have some fun as you listen to the news and think to yourself, nah, they got that wrong. As I searched the internet for thoughts on the above, I came across an article from Angela Fritz that was in the Washington Post back in 2019. The title is, Here's the Scientific Reason Incompetent People Are Often So Confident. Confident, not competent. The author relies heavily on a paper by David Dunning and Justin Kruger from 1999. The opening is kind of funny where they quote Socrates, quote, The only true wisdom is knowing you know nothing, end quote. And Charles Darwin from 1871, quote, Ignorance more frequently begets confidence than does knowledge, end quote. This reminded me when we had two dogs diagnosed with cancer in the same year. Lay people seem to know what one thing caused the cancer, lawn products, or whatever. The vet oncologist from a prestigious university said he had no idea, and the cancer had different causes because one was a carcinoma and the other was a sarcoma. Back to the paper. Here is a line from the article, quote, On average, test takers who scored as low as the 10th percentile ranked themselves near the 70th percentile. Those least likely to know what they were talking about believe they knew as much as the experts, end quote. To use a line my brother once used to describe someone, quote, often wrong, never in doubt, end quote. I am suddenly reminded that Prince Harry spoke at the UN with confidence. I was really digging this article, and then the authors had to bring Trump into it. Quote, even though President Trump's statements are rife with errors, falsehoods, or inaccuracies, he expresses great confidence in his aptitude, end quote. They present examples in Trump quotes where Trump says that he did not need to read much because he already knew what he needed to know. I agree with what the author said about Trump, but have two comments. First, if listed without bluster or insult, many of Trump's policies were spot on. Why did he get it right and the experts not? An actual southern border. Europeans not relying on Russia for natural gas. Europeans honoring their commitment to NATO. Having other countries charge tariffs for our, our exports similar to what we charge them. Getting Middle Eastern countries to make peace with Israel. Seriously, how did the idiot get so much right and the betters kept tripping over themselves? Second, it would have been nice if the authors threw in an example from a Democrat. Come on, it could have been done. Certainly now with Biden and AOC and Kamala. We will always have Kamala. Does this apply to me? Am I overly confident yet often wrong? I hope not, but it may be time that I go back and quality control check the first month of these episodes. See if I cringe on anything. And I only do eight minutes a day. What about the folks who do an hour a day? Are the Sean Hannity's and Chris Como's and Don Lemon's and Rachel Maddow's experts on anything they talk about. Nope. I'm thinking my background stacks up well. And again, 
I only do eight minutes a day. But on some of this stuff, I have to ask if the experts are that good, particularly experts as part of a bureaucratic committee. Fauci is not impressing me. I'm not saying he is stupid. I bet he is wicked smart. Wicked is an acceptable adjective if you matriculated in Maine. I just think he got into himself and his performance suffered. I think he could have led the way for more to be vaccinated if it were more of a positive we love you approach than a bullying approach. In fact, there are a lot of times I just don't think the experts nailed it. I searched for that subject and came across an article by Walter Williams in the Daily Signal titled, The Experts Have Been Wrong About Lots of Things. Here's a sampling. The author says that former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, former head of the National Economic Council Steve Ratner, and New York Times columnist and winner of the Nobel, Peace Pro Nobel Prize in Economics, Paul Krugman, all said that we would have a severe recession if Trump won in 2016. The author quotes Admiral William Leahy saying in 1945 on the money spent to develop the atom bomb, quote, that is the biggest fool thing we have ever done. The atomic bomb will never go off, and I speak as an expert in explosives, end quote. Albert Einstein said, quote, there is not the slightest indication that nuclear energy will ever be obtainable. It would mean that the atom would have to be shattered at will, end quote and many other examples. When I started on this track, I hoped some grand summation would come to mind. I've got nothing. Just advice to question things, and study a bit, and wonder. I think wonder is better than certitude in many cases. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.